This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. You join me on the morning of Arsenal's home, no, away game against Burnley. Kicks off at 3pm UK time, so for the UK viewers out there, we'll need to find other ways of finding out the scoreline. Not saying how, but you will not be able to watch it on TV because of this TV embargo, which was lifted briefly during the pandemic, of course, and has now returned to deprive us of watching the Arsenal during three o'clock kickoffs, of which there will surely be quite a few this season, considering Arsenal are not in European action at all, which means there are more Friday and Saturday games, which does mean I was about to say that you get to enjoy your Sunday, but then I realised, well, if Arsenal don't have a good result, well, it's a better chance that Arsenal ruin the entire weekend. But, you know, let's move on to more positive things. Good morning. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing good today uh, and you're enjoying the start of your weekend. First things first, I have to have an apology because there will be no Raw Reaction show today after the game. It's it's sad. And, you know, it's I can't even blame my job because I'm actually off today. Um, there's no excuses. Uh, I'm at my third festival in a row. Do you know, the issue is, is I look like the worst person in the world because I've gone to, I think it's, I went to a festival four weeks ago. I went to a festival last weekend and this weekend. And there is a reason why. Now, before the pandemic hit, obviously there was a lot of festivals that were kind of going on um, at different points throughout the year. And me and my friend of mine, who we go to a lot of these drone-based stuff, books them. And obviously, when everything was postponed, what's happened is is that every single week after kind of restrictions have been lifted, they've all been rearranged in these kind of like three to four weeks. So I can only apologise. It's not my fault. It is completely the fault of the organisers of these festivals. Um, But what I am going to do is obviously tomorrow's morning show, the 8am show, that will basically become the raw reaction show to the Burnley game. So tune in at the same time you tuned in today, tomorrow morning, and we'll be going through the Burnley game and my reactions to the Burnley game. I would have caught up by that point because I'll be watching it on the way back home and, and catching up on everything. So uh, make sure you uh, tune in tomorrow morning at 8am for the raw reaction show of the of the, uh, of the Burnley game. And then, of course, we'll be having a podcast as the usual stuff on Sunday or Monday, probably Monday. 
So make sure you tune in for that. Um, but yeah, there you go. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the Arsenal Way as well. Link to it is in the description. We've produced a hell of a lot of content over the last couple of days or so. So make sure you check it out. Also, go and watch the preview show that we did on the channel yesterday. I was joined by three of my fantastic members, Jordan, Lewis, and Ludwig, all joined us to talk about uh, Burnley's game today, our predicted lineups, how we feel about the game. So make sure you go and check that video out if you haven't already. Uh, and now let's kick on with the news. Make sure you drop a like and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed enjoying the show. We can't, We start off the show with uh, Ben White and the concerns surrounding Ben White and him facing Burnley today. Of course, he'll be up against Chris Wood and uh, and Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin. Every single time I say Charlie Austin, I mean Ashley Barnes. I don't know why. I've just got this thing in my head that I keep calling Ashley Barnes Charlie Austin. I don't know why it happens, but it does. Ashley Barnes, uh, and both of them we know are going to be much, much better uh, in the air, it seems, than Ben White. And Arteta was asked recently about this, and he said, Ben knows what he is going to face, the things that he can improve, he can improve them. But when you jump against Chris Wood 10 times in the air with a flying, <laughs> with a ball flying in the air, it is pretty difficult to win every duel, to be fair. He's got a fair point. I mean, Chris Wood is very good at winning aerial headers. I mean, you can't expect players to win every single one. You're not going to be able to do. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that if you're, a, especially if you're a player of, of Ben White's stature and height. Uh, these players like Wood are designed for these aerial challenges, and they wouldn't be where they are if they weren't good at winning them. So. Uh, it's a simple case of we look forward to seeing how Ben White copes with it. It's going to be a real test for him today, this afternoon. But he has Gabriel, he has Tommy Asu alongside him to help him cope in these scenarios. Now, moving on to our next story, and we talk about Carl Hines signing a brand new contract with Arsenal. Signed, I imagine it is a long term for a 19-year-old, can be anything up to five years. He's turned 18 by this point. It's not like the three-year contract you see that the youth players can sign. But the long-term contract means that Carl Hine will remain with the club, obviously, into the long term, which is something that wasn't actually expected. There was a lot of kind of feeling that Carl Hine wouldn't remain with the club. 19 years of age. You've got a Conquo that's been promoted to the first team. Ramsdale's still here. Leno's still here. He is a full Estonian international. And he's got 10 caps for them. In fact, he kept a clean sheet against Wales ever so recently in the last World Cup qualifiers. He is a very, very highly rated young goalkeeper of an international quality already. It is very intriguing that he chose to remain when I think, to be honest, he could have probably left to go somewhere to get regular senior football but he's decided to stay and fight for his place. And I'm delighted, obviously. You don't want to see a player leave if they are that good. Maybe we'll sort out a loan for him in either January or next summer because he's remaining now. And obviously, he's not probably going to get a look in over Ramsdale or Leno right at this moment in time. But you've got to keep these players in. Just because we signed a 23-year-old Ramsdale in goal doesn't mean that there's no hope for younger goalkeepers to steal that place. At the end of the day... Arsenal need to play the best goalkeeper for the job. And if Carl Hine develops into a better goalkeeper than Aaron Ramsdale is at the present day, you play Carl Hine. It's as simple as that. So I have no problem with this. It also means you've got another asset that if you were to say sell later on down the line, you can make a fair amount of money from him. So it's all positive. It's all good in this respect that we've got Carl Hine signing on to a deal and going into Arsenal's future. Really good news for Arsenal in that respect. Now, one player that 
doesn't look like he'll be signing a new contract with Arsenal is Alexandre Lacazette. In fact, Arsenal have supposedly not even offered Lacazette a new contract. There is nothing on the table for the French forward and that has obviously increased the amount of interest in the player and he could yet depart the team in January. James Olly of ESPN reporting that he could in fact be moving to a number of clubs that are interested. There are supposedly whispers that the Italian clubs into Milan and AC Milan are both intrigued by the possibility of Lacazette. AC Milan, of course, have Zlatan Ibrahimovic there, but has suffered with a hell of a lot of injury problems. Lacazette would be a good replacement. Uh, wouldn't necessarily be a young replacement, but considerably still much younger than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So there's that factor to be involved in all of this. Um, so uh, if we can move him on in January for a price and get someone in, that someone would have to be good. If we can't get a good striker in in January, I wouldn't let him go. I'd just let him run down the contract. You're not going to get a lot of money, I don't think, in January. I just don't see that happening unless you can start kind of a bidding war between teams, which would still be unlikely. But Lacazette looks to be on his way out of the Arsenal very, very soon. Now, finally, the last thing I want to point on today, not loads of news, uh, because it obviously is match day, so there doesn't tend to be loads of news on match day, or the day after match day, so it's good that we're going to be covering the game in tomorrow's morning show. Article of the day to point you in the direction of is something I wrote yesterday on Football.London about Thomas Partey's fitness and it being an issue of kind of managing this level of fitness. How do you balance the need of playing Thomas Partey with the injury issues he's faced. We've got the North London derby coming up next weekend and we will need a fully fit Thomas Partey ready and available. But you've got this conundrum of knowing how much he improves our midfield. Do you play him in this game against Burnley? Let me know in the chat box. Do you play Partey in this game? Three out of four of us in our preview show predicted that we would play Thomas Partey. And on the preview show I did on the Arsenal way, link is in the description to watch this. I was joined by Alex James from Lanks Live, Burnley writer and reporter. And we had a discussion about how kind of Arsenal could get in over Burnley, but how their tactics they used against Norwich wouldn't specifically be so effective. Make sure you give that a watch and subscribe to the Arsenal way of course. And if you haven't already, check out our preview from yesterday. In the chat box, we're saying yes, absolutely check per very simple yeah would play thomas Partey in today's game against burnley but you see it is it's a very difficult kind of balancing act that you've got to try and play because you don't know whether or not he's going to get injured you don't know if you want to take that risk it's very very difficult to do so we are now going to move on to the point of the show in which we go through your thoughts your theories your feelings your questions Get them into the chat box and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Nick Meadows says, give Thomas an hour. Hopefully we've got a lead by then and maybe then half an hour in the cup to build his fitness. I don't think you need to play him in the cup game, to be honest, at all. I would be looking to play, you know, uh, Maitland-Niles, Lokonga, Patino, giving probably Maitland-Niles and Patino, to be honest, next to one another in the midfield, give them an opportunity to play. I'm desperate to see Patino start. I really want to see him an opportunity given to him in the senior team. I'm going to be covering that game for FL. Um, again, there won't be a raw reaction show because I'm on until midnight that night. So we'll be covering that game in the morning at 8 a.m. on Thursday. So plenty of stuff that's going to be going on next week. And I'm glad to have some midweek football action back, to be honest. I'm just glad to have midweek football. I've needed that in my life. Um, Rahil said, score predictions, Tom, and goal scorers. Um, did I give mine yesterday on the preview show? I'm not sure I did. 
Um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win with a Bamiang to get both goals is what I'm going to go for. And fingers crossed that comes to pass. Anish says, Tom, what about switching White and Takira Tomiyasu's positions? Both can play in both positions. I wouldn't. I would continue to play with Tomiyasu at right back and play Ben White at right centre-back. I just think that we need to make sure that back four has got the building of their chemistry and the consistency and stability, keep them together, keep them in the same positions and uh, allow them to build up that relationship with each other. Michael Velasquez says, I would give Partey at least 45 minutes and then sub him out at half time. Olu says, he has played much football this season. I will play him as he needs match fitness. Uh, let's go to Peter, who says, playing for 60 minutes, Partey, and a full 90 in the North London derby. So there you go. Uh, your mama says, uh, I would like to see Patino making his debut next to Partey in the cup game for half an hour and see. Uh, so he sees the level that he needs to be aspiring towards. Dennis says, Tom, a lot of attention is given to Charlie Patino, but what about Kido Taylor Hart? He has been just as impressive, in my opinion, thoughts on his future. His future is positive. He signed a new deal with us this summer, so we know that we've got hold of him. He's an interesting player, can play in wide areas, can play centrally and kind of an attacking midfield role as well. I look forward to talking to Kev from uh, Next Generation Arsenal. It should be out next week, our update on how the youth are getting on. We're doing like a bi-monthly, I suppose, update on the youth team. So looking forward to hearing more about how Kido Taylor Hart and Patino are getting on. On Aditya says, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Patino, Balogun, Martinelli, Chambers, Holding, Tavares should all start against Wimbledon. Tulip's going for an Arsenal 3-0 Burnley, Aubameyang brace and one from Saka. And says, I have a feeling we'll see White prove doubters wrong and boss it against Burnley. Aditya says, Taylor Hart is good, but Patino is more pleasing to watch. Czech Burt says, do you see a scenario where Arteta's tactics actually start to make sense? I want to be positive, but it's hard. Um, look, I think there was a clear, there was a clear kind of tactic in the sense against Norwich, we were going to press them from the start. And there was absolute like frenetic energy in that game against Norwich in the first 20 minutes led by Martin Odegaard. But the situation we find ourselves in against Burnley is the fact that Burnley do not play out from the back. Like they just don't play out from the back whatsoever. And so we're not going to be able to, to press them. And so because we're not able to press them, they're going to kick it long and we're going to have to deal with the likes of Chris Wood. We're going to have to deal with the likes of not Charlie Austin, but Ashley Barnes in the forward line for Burnley and dealing with those kind of attacking headers, aerial jewels. Ben White is going to have his work cut out to really have to try and win those headers. So he's got to impress today. And one of the days could be today that he does impress. Gunner 23 says, don't you think uh, it's time that we allow this lineup to gel a bit and go on a good run, considering that we are off, far off, sorry, from where we need to be? Um, I think that obviously it's about stability. It's about changing one or two max players in each game. For me, the changes that I would make is I'd bring Pepe out, bring Smith-Rowe in, I'd take um, Maitland-Niles out and put Partey in, and that's the only thing that I would change. The only reason I'm taking Pepe out is because I want to see some added creativity from Smith-Rowe added into the team. Saka played on the right-hand side, where I think he flourishes a lot more. So that's just what I would do in, in today's game. Rohit says, what tweaks in tactics would you make in today's game compared to the last game? Besides what I just said about the lineup, you can't press the back line as much. You've got to more press them in the middle of the park. You've got to press them away from the goalkeeper. So in the middle third of the pitch, we need to be high intensity, win the ball back near the halfway line so we can counter very quickly. And you've got to stop the crosses. 
that has got to be a priority for Arsenal today is making sure we stop the ball getting into the box. Tommy Asu needs to be closing down on what will probably be McNeil on the left. And Kieran Tierney needs to close down who I imagine will probably be Goodmanson on the right-hand side. We just need to stop the crosses being put into the box because that is going to be the one of the keyest parts to nullifying Burnley's big threat. Uh, Maximus, Maximus, sorry, says, lack of going out will weaken our forward line. Will we then get a marquee striker signing again? Only in the summer, I imagine I'd be surprised if we did it in January. Although, of course, Aubameyang was signed in January. So there's always that to consider. ACB West says, would buying another, uh, would buying another player at striker after Lacquer unbalanced the youth and experience in the squad? Uh, do you mean another youth player at striker, like another young player at striker? I think that's what you mean. Um, after Lacazette unbalanced the youth and experience in the squad, I would buy a striker between the ages of about 24 to 26 to really give us that kind of person that's going to kind of develop into their prime at the club is what I would do. Um, I don't think you're going to get any benefit otherwise from from not for going too heavy on, on say, someone else. Um, Peppa Pig says, should Xhaka be sold just so the manager doesn't use him? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if we can get any money for him, obviously I would take it. I just don't think you're going to see him sold after signing a new contract. Uh, Anish says, Tom, what do you think of a Smith row at a deep position like Pogba and same front four as Norwich? I wouldn't do that. Um, I think Burnley should still be respected whilst they're playing at home and you need to respect the level that we need to build from the back. And I like the idea of playing Partey and Lokonga together. I want to see those two start together. But we will wait and see. Amandeep says, do you think this image of Burnley being a team for the working class lets them get away with a lot of horrible fouls? Interesting question. Are there any? Is that even something we get in 2021? Kind of this idea of the working class? Um, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a sociology expert, but I don't think that's a case of letting them get away with horrible fouls. I think just some players are able to get away with horrible fouls more than others, and some teams are able to get away with them more than others. I don't think it's anything to do with the social side of things, but that's just me. Maybe. It may be a theory that you have that might be spot on. I don't know, Amandy. Possibly. Um, and he says, Tom, what do you think of... Oh, we've done that one. Ah, Rohit, thank you ever so much for rejoining as one of our members or upgrading your membership. I'll be able to know what you've done in a second. Uh, but thank you ever so much for the continued support, mate. Really appreciate it. Tulip says, understand about Emil Smith-Rowe for Pepe, but then how will he get consistency? It's make or break year for him. Yes, one game doesn't change that too much. We've got Spurs next week. I'd play Pepe against Spurs. And then you can just continue to play him. It's just this kind of this Burnley game. I'm not sure that it's the most beneficial. I just, think, I just think this is one of those games I'd rather see Saka, Smith-Rowe and Erdogan feeding those incisive passes through to Aubameyang rather than Pepe because I think he's going to struggle against that stubborn defence. I think he's going to struggle to get past players. He may play and prove me wrong. I hope he does. But I just think that it's better to play with Saka, Smith-Rowe and Erdogan as the front three attacking midfielders. Steven says, wouldn't you think Lacazette could be kept as he is good at, uh, he's a good around young player? Uh, good around the young players, sorry. Yes, possibly, but it's he's not going to sign a new deal. He doesn't want to sign a new deal from what we've kind of heard and what we've learned is that he's, he has no intention of, of a new deal being signed, it doesn't seem like. So I know there's not been one been offered to him so far, but it doesn't feel, there's no feeling that he would stay anyway and that he's looking to move on to to more regular football somewhere else. John says, am I wrong? Or did Arteta come into the club playing the high press and then it disappeared until last week? 
Possibly so. We did obviously press quite hard. I remember the game against Bournemouth. There was an immediate kind of impact when he came in, but it did die away a little bit. And then we started to kind of build from the back a lot more. But I think he's realised that he needs to go back to the basics, press the ball, win the ball, heart the pitch, counter-attack, score. That's what we need to do. Because um, building up from the back is proving a little bit tricky. Although we do have a lot more players in the defence and the goalkeeper to do that. John Daly says, why don't we push early doors for a goal much? We did against Norwich, to be fair. I thought we really did push for an early goal against Norwich. We couldn't quite take the chances that we had. Um, so so that's the issue. Oh, right, you're having to renew your membership manually each month. I think that's to do with a location thing. I think if you're in a certain location, it makes you do that. I don't know why. Apologies. But thank you for your continued support, Rohit. Um, Wes Lee says, um, hi, Tom. Everyone, I was away for some time. Any big news in the last eight days? Hopefully uh, today gives you the big news that you need, Wes. That's all we're looking for. But other than that, you'll have to go back and have a look through the previous shows to find out all your latest Arsenal news. Of course, Aditya says, let Laka leave. We can't keep a player on the books for 200k wages so that he would be good with the youngsters rather than pushing them to do better. I tend to agree. Jonathan says, if we struggle to score until the 75th minute, should we bring on El Nenny? I mean, I don't think he's even fit. Um, he would take his long shots, but I don't think he's fit, mate. Sorry. Trevor says, uh, why is not the first time that he has played against Woods? He knows what he has to do. It's true. He would have played against him when Brighton played against Burnley last season. Um, let's not spam the chat, please, guys. Thank you. Jeffrey uh, says, I feel this is the game to play Lacquer against a bruising defence. I would still play Bamiang. He scored last game. Don't knock his confidence by dropping him. Continue to pay him. Um, he's the key striker. He's our key man. He's the big goal scorer for us this season. Player Bamia. Uh, if there says, hi, Tom, any news on the all or nothing series? It's just continuing on, mate. It's just filming. Like it won't come out until the end of the season. Um, so you probably won't hear any big news about the series until towards the end of the campaign. You don't tend to hear anything about it, but it is being filmed continually throughout the season. We'll have a see what goes on behind the scenes. And that, is where we're going to finish things off. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, for our morning show, I'm making this part of your morning routine. I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to react to the game. As I say, I won't be around after the game because I'm away this weekend, um, both days. But I will be around tomorrow morning to do the show and react to the news. If you would like to get some raw reaction to the game over on the Arsenal way, some of my colleagues will be doing a show straight after the game. Link to the Arsenal way is in the description. So please do go and check it out because they should be doing a show straight after today's game. Go and subscribe to it. We did a really good preview on the channel over there. Um, so make sure you go and check it out for some more content. Um, but other than that, drop a like on today's video. Subscribe to TGT if you are indeed new. And have a fantastic Saturday. And I hope you enjoy the game. And uh, I mean, you're only going to enjoy the game if we win. Uh, for that reason, I certainly hope you enjoy it. See you very soon, guys. And as always, up the arse. 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.